Welcome to the Festival Podcast, bringing you the very best interviews from the world of music festivals. Jump in and let the good times rock and roll. This year sees the launch of the old Sawmill Garden Party, a melting pot of off-the-wall ideas mixed with the weirdest and wonderful acts, artists and entertainment all brought together in the north of England. It's a festival that's been years in the making, with Rob Henderson being inspired by the Halloween parties his mum threw in his youth. He reignited the events at his family home, the old sawmill, in 2007. With the mantra to not take itself too seriously and a relentless focus on crazy themes, hugely immersive decor and collaboration, the annual Halloween party grew and grew year on year until 300 people showing up and Rob's mum said enough was enough. Now, for the last few years, the old Sawmill team have been taking their events on the road, putting on shows and hosting rooms with the likes of Rumpus and Illuminati, as well as running stages at festivals from Beat Herder to Glastonbury. After meeting so many great artists and organisers along the way, Rob Henderson has teamed up with co-organiser Jonathan Neesham and a host of other brilliant collaborators from the festival scene to bring one hell of a show to the north of England. We gatecrashed one of the team's meetings in the build-up to the festival this year and caught up with Rob and also head jester and venue owner Luke Haratu and we are completely blown away by their amazing passion, hilarious stories and spot on ethos. Honestly guys, you're gonna love this one. It's definitely not to be missed. So here it is, the old sawmill garden party. So we're here with yeah. Rob Henderson and Luke Haratu and we are in the venue in North Allerton where we're meeting to talk all about the old sawmill garden party. So first questions first, guys. How did this festival come around? It's the first year this year. I believe there's been a bit of a backstory to it as well. Go, right, it goes back to probably about the 1980s where my mother has a Halloween party. Um, and she had all her friends down. She bought a house called the Old Sawmill for, I think it was 17 grand she paid for it. Nice little house in Coakley, with a bit of land around it. And um, Chips was basically a shell. Um, before they'd done it up or anything, they had this big Halloween party in it. All the friends, um, including the mayor of Lewisham. Oh yeah, the mayor of Lewisham was there as well. <laughs> Any um, Halloween as you party, do. Needs the mayor of Lewisham, of course. Well, he wasn't the mayor of Lewisham at the time. He's the mayor of Lewisham now. Oh. Okay. He he was one of my dad's friends from Mass. Did but, he come dressed up? Because I think like he, he could just come in as normal. <laughs> oddly, yeah, oddly enough, he was <laughs> dressed up as the mayor of Lewisham. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, we came across all these old photos, Halloween party photos, and then we decided, like me and my mum and my sister and my little brother and everything, decided we'd do, um, start doing Halloween parties again. First year, uh, about 20 people, just a couple of mates having a laugh. But we started putting a lot of work into like decor, and me and my mum had got a B&Q, and we'd spend loads of money, and it ended, ended up me taking a week off work the run-up to it to like build stuff and like have all these like mad little things where one year we built a dubstep treehouse which had actually had a step in it that we had a, a, um, a, I think a smoke machine and um, a strobe light in it and uh, loads of UV lights in it and stuff like that and it just played like dubstep back when dubstep was, wasn't a dirty word yeah. <laughs> lots of signage but, as well there was lots of signs yeah. up, kind of like um, was it condemnation street yeah, we oh, did, we did a piss take of, of um, yeah, we did a piss take of Coronation Street, obviously, um, and made Con Condemnation Street in it. Yeah, 
we had like two bars on at the height of it but say about 300 people started turning up at the end and my mum kind of said like, look I, can't, I don't want 300 people in my back garden so yeah then we had to start venturing out and uh, doing other things um, we ended up Glastonbury uh, in the, the after hours areas at Shangri-La doing a little mini venue there um, Illuminati in Manchester Rumpus uh, down in London, it's a really good night. They get us down there quite regularly, like DJ and stuff. Um, was, uh, passing clouds in London, and mm-hmm. um, we hit the rave scene down in London a bit as well. Uh, yeah, so were you sort of taking your own artists down there as well and packaging it all that way? Yeah, we, we were hosting rooms down, at, especially at Rumpus. Yeah, the Rumpus thing. Um, yeah. There was a night there uh, that we the, the second, which was. Um, <clears throat> It was uh, Day of the Dead, it was called. And uh, so effectively everyone was dressing up as zombies and various things. And the costumes and everything were really over the top. And, you know, it wasn't just shop-bought type things. It was really creative and, you know, what people were doing. So we obviously set up the room with the, with the rave yard. Yeah, we made, um, we made a big church. We were DJing off a tomb. We had trees in the middle of the dance floor with lasers coming off. And there were screens as windows, so they were sort of playing... Yeah. Um, Visuals that went along with the music and the DJs and bands and whatever. Yeah, you know, so we were going to do stained glass windows to start with. Yeah. But, um, some, some, this, uh, one of my mates was getting rid of all his old monitors from uh, from work, so we'd say just link them all up to a computer and um, have all these visuals in them instead. And then they brought me along to dress up as the Pope <laughs> uh, with a bottle of tequila and some uh, communion wafers, which I handed out. <laughs> it just uh, so naturally fits. Of course. Yeah. 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 Oh, we had angle grinding nuns. Oh, angle grinding nuns yeah. as well, of course, yeah. Did this all come about in, in one iteration, or has this just been over time you've kind of added more and more elements? No, that it? was just what, one thing we did for one night. Yeah. Yeah, he just said, right, do you want, do you want a room? Come, please come down and do this room. So we're like, all right, okay. Was it Day of the Dead? Right, graveyard. Right, let's get a room. <laughs> it went trees in the dance floor with laser beams <laughs> To be on honest, it. though, I remember <laughs> the, the, the planning process for Rumpus, and it, it you know, it... it it was almost just as much that's been going into the festival that, that's about to happen. <clears throat> Sat there with you know p- uh, pieces of paper, writing things down, trying to come up with ideas, and the longest, the longest, the longest part of the process for that was actually coming up with with a name, which eventually became yeah. the graveyard. Um, I can't even remember some of the other names, but there was just this. Li- we spent many nights drinking. <laughs> crying, <laughs> there was a lot of crying. It's a bit of love making in there. A little bit of love making just to pep things up, but eventually, yeah, we, we that was the one that was settled, wasn't it? The graveyard, and then the pork, and then the angle grinding nuns. Uh, yeah, um, but it was it was a joy to do. But I think it's just from then that kind of. I don't know, just that kind of pep up, that kind of thing that, that, that they were trying to put into it, that sort of made us think, yeah, you, you can do more than this, let's do yeah. more out of it. Um, but my pop costume is a bit too filthy now. Yeah. There's a few stains on it. Are you going to get it dry cleaned for this event, or are you going to sort of um, adapt it slightly? I'm going to have to take it off the corpse. <laughs> in fact, it was here, it was this very venue that I was dressed up in, in that. The last, night, last time you were yeah. it, yeah. That was a New Year's thing. Which you also yeah, I mean, ran, well, uh, decorated and yeah. It, it, all that if these are the ideas that made it through to the final thing, I'd love to see that big list. You know, in the dead of night at four a.m., where you're all kind of like too many exists. drinks. It's probably still lying around somewhere. 
Yeah. If angle grinding nuns is what made the cut, I'm so excited for kind of the, the, like, the penis that's water. Yeah. And that kind of evolved. So a, a series of individual events which you've kind of run. Um, what we were quite interested in coming in, we obviously didn't know loads about this sort of the festival that's coming up. Understand it's the first year of, of the festival in this iteration. It's the first, first time we felt comfortable in doing like something that like about 500 people. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a collaboration, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's sort of the two of you, and then there's a team of how how big's the team in total? Um, we've got um, Danny's kind of doing stalls and stuff like that. We've got like a few different little venues and things like that. So there's, it kind of branches out and like kind of goes off down all these little kind of things. So we've got like a few sound systems involved that just come in like help them with speakers and things like that. So it does kind of branch out quite far. I, I couldn't give you numbers to be yeah. honest. But it's, it kind of yeah. yeah. I think it's all that kind of networking thing, though, from doing things in London, like Rumpus, like the Illuminati in Manchester, and various other gigs and festivals and all that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's been like that. It's been the networking in, that's kind of inspired that collaboration. <clears throat> this was something we were talking about earlier on, with regards to you know you get a lot of things up north, for example. You get like a lot of these kind of it, it's it's uh, competitive as opposed to collaborative. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it uh, takes all the so fun out of the music and the events and things yeah. like that and you, you get a lot of bands that end up they don't put a show on they'll sit there and they'll stare at the shoes and yeah we're, we're, you're thinking we're gonna put, yeah we were saying earlier we're going to put a sign up yeah. like yeah. On, the, on the stages saying if we find any bands staring at the shoes they're not going to get chipped yeah. off stage getting out, like, yeah. ejected <laughs> from the actual like, event <laughs> and that's just keeping the ethos is it yeah it's, I it's, think it's, it's all really about fun and said, kind yeah. of like Dress up, get, find something that you buzz off, like just go a bit mental. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And the collaborative nature as well, especially focusing yeah. on that to kind too of bring much people competition. together. Like we we used to run comedy nights, and it was it got really really competitive. Yeah. And uh, it's not what we're about at all. Get get people together, do stuff, and great things happen. Yeah. So you would get a lot of comedians in the green room before the show that would be kind of out joke each other. Um, but when it comes to things like this, they tend to be sort of buzzing off each other as opposed to trying to outdo each other. It's like a kind of thing where, oh, you do that. Oh, well, we do this. We could do it together. We yeah. could make this and create this. And it just becomes more of a, a big uh, melting pot of ideas that sort of create something good. And, and you mentioned the musicians there, and you've you sort of been quite key that you want them to understand the ethos of it and get involved. Yeah. But it's billed as... A, a really forward-thinking idea, and it's, it's, it is this collaborative festival nature. And there's clearly more than the music around that as well. And mm. has that been born from just the people who've got involved to kind of bringing different elements into this uh, melting pot? You well, we, we, we've always been like kind of like big on decor, and that's something that, like every night that we've done, we've been like really like, we need we need people buzzing off things is like what we kind of thrive on. So. We'll have our DJs, and that's only one part of it. Like we're even thinking about bringing smells in at some point. Like a smoke machine, like sticking like different like smells in with the smoke machine and things like that. But yeah, I mean Marie goes on like joysticks and stuff, so it just smells a bit like yeah, yeah, and like just loads of different things. Got the lights going. I wish he'd lit something here because you stink. <laughs> <laughs> He's been partying all week. He absolutely stinks. In the car on the way here, I thought it was me and it's him. <laughs> 
We weren't going to say anything. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up. I'd say clear the air, but so, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, thanks for that. Carry on, Rob. I'm glad you touched on the, um, on the stages and things, because uh, checking out the website, the stages, they are like film sets. And you mentioned these things have kind of moved, or you, you've moved elements of them back and forth. Is that something that you've done kind of deliberately, or is it just, oh, we've got this thing left over, we can kind of adapt it for what we've no, we got? we built stuff especially for, for the festival. Yeah. And we built a two-story house. Serious? Yeah, it's going to be the frontage for a tent. So you don't go into a tent, you go through um, some double swinging doors and yeah. into a ballroom with a bar in it and stuff, rather than... You know, it's just it's got a little um, patio in front of it, like a little fence around it. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, it was a garden park, you needed a house. I've seen the boat yeah. as well, the boat lifts. The boat, yeah, that was, we did that for Beat Herder yeah. Um, this year, yeah. yeah but it's the Pikey Pirates. Yeah, Pikey Pirates, half yeah. boat, half. Half caravan. Caravan, yeah. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. As you do. And that's all self-built, is it, from that's the people a, in yeah, the Yeah, we, we, we bought a caravan and chopped three quarters of it off and turned to the rest of it and bought. And yeah. It's all a joy, though. It's, that's what's exciting. It, like I remember one of the last times I actually went over to, because it's actually in uh, the old sawmill, uh, the original old sawmill where Rob's <laughs> mum lives, <clears throat> and we were there. And he, we sort of stepped back and had a cigarette, and we were looking at it. And he said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I said, "I don't know, but it's exciting, and that's what's so how, how cool about it." Start? It's, it's, it's exciting. Like you, you go back, and it's like we just got drunk one night and thought it would be yeah. a good idea, and then we've. Normal people go wake up in the morning and go, oh, yeah, that, <laughs> stupid was, idea. that was a good idea we had last night, wasn't it? But it's been a bit stupid yeah. to actually do it. We just yeah. go, but to no, right, let's actually do it. With that idea, you know, it, it makes things good. It, it makes other drunk people feel okay about themselves. <laughs> I like the idea that um, if, if I get too drunk, I'm, I'm liable to buy things mm. on the internet. Yeah. I just like the idea that you wake up and want to make things. <laughs> well, yeah. You sort of bought a load of timber. <laughs> You're like, well, I guess we're committed to this now. This is an intervention, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> he buys things, you make things. I'm addicted to making things. <laughs> We've got to touch about it. You mentioned that in some ways it's fallen together, but I know there's a lot of planning that goes on yeah. behind the scenes as well. And with this, with this, are you hoping it does become an annual festival? Are you seeing That's how it plan. kind of goes? Yeah. We've actually done all the groundwork um, to go above 500 people, and we went for the license this year, which they granted, but um, the the stipulations that they put on that, then we had to get um, a lot more security in, and so, so we've stopped the tickets at 500 and gone with the temporary events notice. But we've got everything set there for next year, all the hard work's been put in, and basically it's, it's been granted. So we've got like everything, we, we, know, we, we know where we're going next year if, if it's going to be an annual event. Yeah. yeah. There's the whole kind of um, the four people not profit element to it, which is brilliant in, in many ways. Does that underpin a lot of what you're doing? Is, is this kind of the collaborative nature moving down into the people that you're getting at the event as well? Yeah, it's, it's my friend that runs um, for People Not Profit and he's running one of the stages and he's done it for years. I think his father, um, for him, that's how he got in the way his father started putting on events and raised money for refugees um, and like loads of different kind of um, really charitable causes. Uh, he doesn't take a penny for himself, that's all he does. He'll do events um, where he'll, he'll just get people to bring in shopping and stuff for food banks and things like that. But he, he packs them out. He's, he's like a really kind of sound guy, and he packs them out. Gets on really nice acts and things like that. 
everyone's always there because we really respect him and like, kind of doing that kind of thing. That's one of the reasons we wanted him to do like one of our stages, as well as kind of like the whole like, ethos behind what he does, because that, that's kind of like what we're all about as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of music festivals start off with the community in mind, with causes in mind. Music is one of those things that it is political in many ways, in, in the sort of the sort of things they bring together. As festivals grow, they do tend to lose that. Do you feel certain festivals now that we've got so many have become too corporate or have lost their way, or do you think the kind of core things are still there? I think there's more newer ideas coming out for festivals and things like like decor and building like like boom towns just grew into this big town and they had a, had a story behind it we've got actors going on and everything and it's new things going forward it's leaving all the old festivals behind that people have got this new thing to kind of like be immersed in and any festivals that aren't kind of following that are getting kind of left behind in the whole yeah you guys are clearly so passionate about music festivals and you're real music fans which mm. i think is brilliant have you got any good sort of stories or good experiences that you've had either from the festivals that you've worked at or the festivals that you've gone to like what's the sort of craziest weirdest things you've seen <laughs> i know a story do you yeah. <laughs> i love that, that smile <laughs> um we were playing i say we i i, I was down in rumpus yeah. at, oh, no. at rumpus in London, <laughs> uh with rob and, and rob was yeah, djing that night with another gentleman and uh for a good few hours, tried to convince this this other DJ to do the the set naked, uh, which this other guy was like, no, no, I, I really can't. I'm not comfortable. I don't want to do it. Um, anyway, eventually, I'd, I'd nipped to the bar or the toilet or whatever. When I when I got back, it was sort of like this little green room area, and I sort of peered through the door to <laughs> to the stage, and uh, there I saw these two phalluses <laughs> wobbling about uh, as they were sort of doing their thing <laughs> yeah but not only uh, that he, he decided to take guided tours right because this dj booth had a skirt around the front and he decided like about two or three times he brought this group of people and he was going oh have a look at that under there <laughs> and they're all going oh lifting, lifting the front flap of the uh, the, the dj section and then letting people have a look at the Members, <laughs> yeah, move, move along. Next group, it became, it became, you know. That's what we're talking about. Making it something different, you know. Not <laughs> you get to you get a visual as well as well as a as, a, as an audio sensation there. You know, I'm playing music like and do a helicopter for you as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And people did enjoy it, and then they went and told their friends, and more people came. Excellent. Not and you started ticking, ticketing for it, so selling exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you make so sight, smell, get, and get, sound? Get yourself there. He might get his. his I was going to say, is this out. something we can expect this this summer? <laughs> it's possible. It depends how. how much I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> staying sober for this, so there's no. Right. I tell you what. If you, if you come to OSM, the, the I might festival, do, do a special one for you. <laughs> I'll definitely get my cock out. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'll do it now if you want. <laughs> I think it would work well on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. We could have described it for the listeners. Dong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put in the sound effect for it. Please do. <laughs> uh, so, clearly a lot of fun. And I think running festivals with, with the team that you've got around you has got to be fun. You're doing something that you love, but... 
There must be days where you face difficulties. There must be a couple of roadblocks that you've come up ahead, uh, come up against. People listening might be thinking about putting on their own events and stuff. Yeah. What's been the most difficult thing you've faced? Actually, so applying for the license above 500 people, that was an absolute nightmare. We, we'd done Beat Herder, I think, and then um, we got a phone call off the police for the licensing thing. And they said, right, you have to have this in by tomorrow, um, all this stuff. So we came back, I think we, back about six or seven o'clock at the night, and had to spend till about two o'clock in the morning going through writing stuff, going through this list. And that, then it was just nights like that when you just, and then you give them that list, and then they'll come back with a list of even more stuff. And you just, a bit, a bit, she said to us, why haven't you got a company in to do this, right? Because we had literally three weeks um, to do a job of not just one, what one company would do, but the road management people and everything. And we took it all on ourselves just to try, try and save a few quid. And it was ridiculous just how much money was just sat there till like daft o'clock in the morning, and like trying to write these event plans and stuff. And we probably wrote about five, 500 pages of stuff all together. And like uh, CAD plans and yeah. risk assessments and stuff. Yeah, and just a lot of bureaucracy around. Yeah, sort of massively. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I would, I, if anyone's thinking about it, I'd just recommend just don't, <laughs> don't do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, it's all worth it. And is, well, we've is done it, it now. Kind of so, yeah. yeah. And that stands then for, would that make it easier for next year? It's well, well, kind of an initial hurdle. Well, we've given, got given the go ahead, but we've just taken it down to the 500 people to yeah. make it easier for the first year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next year, we've got everything kind of in place, so all that work's already done. That's fab. And is, is that sort of the most difficult thing? Any advice that you've got specifically for people who maybe are listening and think, you know what, I want to I wanna sort of set up a... Halloween style party or something and just start getting a couple of people around. Is Up it? to 500 people, it's easy. Yeah. As soon as you go above that, no. It's <laughs> strange because one of the, well, sort of the main element for myself in terms of this festival is, uh, I suppose it's a bit of a novelty venue um, for me. I'm uh, going to be dressing up as an old lady and spinning records in a charity shop uh, that we've built. Yeah, uh, we've built a, a charity a, shop bop. The charity shop bop, yeah, Nana yeah. Herod and the uh, <laughs> is her name, uh, and she'll be getting a cock out at some point. Um, he, he does make a really good old woman. That's the only reason I'm involved in this. I don't know about what, I've never even been to a festival. <laughs> what even are they? You're going to put up your wife. And now I'm going to be an old lady. But uh, a majority of the time was spent building this shop. Uh, so like we, we sort of finish and see that usual thing where we just sort of take a step back and look like well, not much left to do now like no I th I'm quite proud of this we're doing really well and then Robert said yes but there's the rest of the festival to organise like, oh yeah, yeah it's not just that is it there's, there's more to it yeah. where are you keeping it all? at the, at the uh, old I've got a really really uh, like mum who's just like understanding yeah yeah, yeah six times in the last three months we've had to stop her from committing suicide yeah. <laughs> just for us being there the whole time and throwing yourself off the yeah, boat yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh, um, there's yeah, around so about there's around about five six weeks to go now guys uh, what are you most excited about are you starting to get really excited about it what's going to be the sort of big pivotal moment where it all becomes yeah. well we've got this two-story house when that goes up i think that's just going to be like kind of 
Uh, it's, it's the biggest bit of decor that we've like, kind of done. We're doing it with Scream Factory. You've heard of them? Haven't they? It's it's a Halloween. That's a Halloween, an actual Halloween event. Yeah. That we've done, and it's literally out the back of our mams. Um, but they do like a walkthrough. It's no music or anything. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a horror walk- thing. Oh, horror yeah. walk- yeah, have people jump out and scare yeah. you and yeah. all that kind of thing. And it is actually really <coughs> scary. Yeah. It? yeah. But um, yeah, they're they're helping us build it because um, they they're all joiners and things like that. So they've got the qualifications to be able to. Yeah. Like, if council come over and go, uh, it's been built this and go, yes, but these do. We've got, there's risk assessment, there's the qualifications that they have and everything. So they're helping us with that. Um, but as soon as that goes up and everything, that'll be our biggest piece of decor that we've got. And I, like, I think I might actually feel quite proud at that point. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that expression on your face. Because you know that that's when it's done well, when we were running the comedy night. In fact, it was the first night that we did for the comedy night. And uh, we were stood at the back when the last act was on, right at the back uh, behind the audience. And Rob sort of turned around and gave me this big beaming grin. And I was like, ah, yeah, we've done well here, you know. And it's that, <laughs> that sense of achievement that you've actually you've done it, you know. So when, when he does that big beaming grin, I'll know that that's uh, it's all right. Otherwise, he'd probably hit me with a monkey wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you've been awesome. It, it's been really cool catching up with you. We can't wait for the event. If people are listening to this, we'll get out before the event itself. Where's the best place for them to sort of go and, and, and check out? If, if you get them off the website, which is the www.theoldsarnellgardenparty.co.uk, we've got tickets still left on there, but I don't know how long they're going to last. Um, otherwise, we've got a couple left at a few venues, which is the Old Sawmill in Kirkleatham, um, here, the venue in North Allerton, they're selling some, and is that it? I don't know, I haven't been listening, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about it. I, need, I, need a, I really need a wee now. <laughs> I think that's the perfect song to No, I'm all right, I'm good. Listen, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, really appreciate it. Can't wait to see the event as well. We'll pop down and hopefully everyone Brilliant. else will thank as well. You. Cheers, guys. Cheers, thank, you. thank you. Thank you.